Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health through nutrition and fitness. This is episode 106, and on today's episode, we are talking with Madison Brooke on the topic of reducing stress. Madison is an integrative health practitioner and has a postgraduate in nutrition, physical activity and public health. Madison's approach in restoring the body back to its natural state of being through addressing individual symptoms so we can find out the root cause on what is shaking the body out of balance. Hi Madison, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? Hello, I'm great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's great to be on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much for taking some time out of your day. So um, for people that haven't come across you before or have heard of you, can you give us a bit of background as to Madison and how you've got to where you're at today? Yeah, cool. So my name is Madison and I run my, my business, which is called Manifest with Madison, as I truly believe you can manifest whatever you want, especially when it comes to health. And I am an integrative health practitioner with a postgraduate degree in nutrition, physical activity and public health. And kind of how I got here today was I kind of went through my own health struggles, not long back, mainly suffering as well with my hormones and my gut health, which right. took quite a long while to overcome that. And it was quite a little bit of a dark space, but eventually I got through from working as well with my own practitioner and working on my own mindset and addressing my root cause, which was mainly stress, which got me to where I was. And yeah. after gradually over a few months and really working on my own mindset and knowing that I couldn't manifest what I wanted to, which was to yeah. get back to a healthier state, um, it was kind of like a little bit of an awakening for me. And I realized, oh, I really want to help other people who are kind of going through the similar things or prevent them to get into such of a dark place. Mm. And so they can start making healthier life choices now, which will mainly definitely benefit them down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting, isn't it? And I think it's, it's quite kind of profound when you realize that there are other ways other than just following a medical route or a pharmaceutical route to overcome whatever challenges you're having, isn't there really? And I think a lot of people are starting to wake up to that. Um, So what really was the catalyst for you to kind of seek an alternative route rather than just kind of following what doctors were saying? Yeah, so I've always kind of been interested in more of the holistic health side, like always been interested in like nutrition and exercise. Um, But it wasn't really until I really felt ill myself. And for the first month or so, I was speaking to like my GPs and no one really knew what was going on. But deep down, like I knew like in my intuition like my gut was telling me kind of what was wrong and yeah. I knew I, I needed some external help as even though I'm into this myself like I knew that I needed someone else to be like my guiding force along this journey with me and I started working with my own like functional medicine doctor kind of did some research online found who I thought would be beneficial for me and we 
did some like private tests and it kind of came back that my gut health was pretty much of a mess I had too much like bad bacteria going on not enough good a little bit of leaky gut and mainly what was contributing to that as well was my stress and the lifestyle that I was living I thought I was living a healthy lifestyle because I'm in this um walk of life but Mm. it was I was just pretty much drowning myself into the ground Um, yeah that was kind of how I got there and a little bit of a wake-up call as well and looking back um kind of glad that I went through it in a way because it's got me to where I am today yeah well I think it it is isn't it and if you take any kind of challenge in life as a as a lesson um you can take that and grow from it can't you but I think what you do is very interesting because particularly from a male standpoint and obviously we work with with dads and men over 40 is that men are very good at keeping it all in and not so good at actually putting their hand up and saying, you know what, I'm not in the best condition and I could really do with them some help. And I think a lot of the time we let our egos get in the way because it's this kind of macho thing around the male should provide and, you know, be the kind of strong person in the family. Don't actually say, I really need some help. But, you know, you, you've obviously linked stress with with gut and i think there's a lot of science around that which kind of supports that so i I want to talk a lot about that today really because i think it's quite you know relevant particularly as the last year that we've gone through with you know the pandemic and everything else so what would you say are the key things that that people listening to this could start to look at if they feel they're they're in a place where they're almost like on life's treadmill aren't they They kind of just keep going and going and going and things are not really improving and they just supplement with stuff on a daily basis to try and get through the day. But really, you know, if they were to stop and analyse, they're not in a really good place. No, yeah, definitely. Um, As well, I find that with most of the male um, clients that I work with who are dads who who might not be dads as well, um, is that they don't really recognise how much stress they have going on in in their life. And kind of from the get-go, I find, like with all my patients, I get them to like fill out a little bit of a health questionnaire before we work together. And some of those questions are like, pretty basic in a way but a little bit more explanatory as well it could just be how would you find how stressed do you think you are right now in life out of one to ten and quite often they mark themselves down about of a four but then I'm thinking hmm, I think it's a little bit more stressful <laughs> yeah. and then that's mainly because as well we get so used to just living in the rat race of everyday life that we're just yeah. so used to what we're going through and just think oh it's kind of normal and then it's not then until I sit down with them and ask them some questions and then they start talking to me about their daily life and I'm like, oh no, that just sound pretty, you have got a lot going on. And we kind of then work through there. And then, so yeah, going back to where you could pretty much start straight away is kind of sit down with yourself and look how, how much time do you have for yourself in, in your 24 hour day? Right. Like we've, because of course we have a lot of expectations of us with work, whatever your occupation may be, your family life that we give, give, give to everyone else. But how much mm. are we giving to ourselves? So yeah. it's realizing, even if it's just from 10 minutes to an hour or two hours, how can I make those 10 minutes to an hour beneficial for me? And how can I look after myself? Because initially, if we're not looking after looking after ourselves mainly, we can't show up for other people. So again, yeah. addressing those things. And then if it's only a little bit of short time that you have for yourself, what do you enjoy? And then again, because we've stressed, um, when when we are too much stressed, 
the we have something called our nervous system so our nervous system we have the parasympathetic side which is the rest and digest and the systematic side which is go 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 and if we're constantly in fight or flight mode go 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 we're not engaging in enough parasympathetic activities and those activities could be anything from hiking to yoga if you like meditation just going out with your friends um spending time with family or spending time with your kids playing their activities and getting into that little bit of more of like connecting to your inner child as well because I think that we lose that a lot growing up and it's nothing to be embarrassed about as well I kind of try to explain to like more of my male clients as they think oh it's a little bit babyish I'm like no like your inner child needs nourishing and if we're not getting into that parasympathetic state that rest and digest we're constantly stressed and that is just going to maybe cause over as well over time more gut digestion issues because it can manifest in different ways for everybody but I do think there is a strong link there between stress and our gut health because if we're stressed we're not going to be digesting our food properly either and that can leave um, food particles to not get digested properly in our stomach which can get into our bloodstream and cause a little <laughs> a lot of host and different problems as time goes on and then again I think if they're exercising too much as well um, yeah. that is often a case as well maybe because they've come from in their teen years where you had time to go maybe to the gym every day and you had the energy to but as we get older we can't like really do that and it is a little bit of a realization a bit of a kick up the bum to think oh like we are getting older our body maybe can't take on as much so we're not really meant to take on that much anyway because it is quite harmful to be killing it every day yeah whatever exercise if we're not nourishing our body at the same time so I think evaluating as well what kind of exercise levels are you doing is it too much strenuous on the body which is causing too much stress and inflammation which links right back to our gut and can we maybe switch that activity around to less strenuous exercise which I go back to more hiking than getting out in nature more which I find a lot of my clients seem to enjoy which maybe once a week switching a little bit of their weight training or run to a less strenuous just walk in the park or whether that's with themselves taking that 10 minutes an hour for themselves or doing as a family and then as well dialing down on their nutrition um are they in a lot of processed foods or are they in a lot of healthier green foods and just kind of making that realization and trying to make time when we go and do the grocery shop to pick up more healthier foods yeah as I like to say um then less processed foods because again that will link back to our gut health and have a lot of strain um yeah health overall yeah yeah so there's so much that I want to pick out of what you just said I think yeah. you know the first thing is is around the play um and it's something that I learned probably about 18 months ago just how important it is but just how absolutely liberating it is and it sounds absolutely mad like for a 40 year old guy to say, I like playing, right? Yeah. It's easier when you've got kids because then you've got an excuse, right? But just to let, let your head and just be silly, just be stupid, move around, laugh, you know, laughter and all that, you know, they say laughter is medicine. Um, and I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think we are so serious, you know, that we've got a lot of commitments from careers, from family, from bills to pay, from bringing up children. And and we're so focused on making sure that we can do the best job that we can, that you're absolutely right, that we do completely forget about ourselves. And I think I've spoken to quite a few of my clients about this. And in some ways, they feel a little bit guilty if they do take time for themselves, because they feel that they should be there for their families, right? 
and which is which is fine and it's yeah. great but like you said just actually be, become aware I think more than anything that you it's fine to take time for yourself it's not being selfish and actually I would say it's selfish not to take time isn't it really because Absolutely. you can't then show up like you've said for your family in the right way so I think that's really profound no yeah connecting to our inner child I think is so important when we especially dealing with stress and especially our gut health because we kind of lose that and I think mainly society and the male ego stigma especially in like maybe western society has to do with that as we get older for our teens into adulthood and again like you said the responsibilities start coming we just lose that side of ourselves and Mm. that side is so important to have and to still connect to what we enjoy whatever that maybe it could be a variety of different things and still having that element about us and not being afraid to show up and play like you said even though it's kind of like maybe a little bit embarrassing but I find that I did work with one um client and he he said to me he's like my kids just think I'm saft and I'm daft all the time I'm like no that is excellent like because they about you instead of you're still gonna have to have maybe that element of like strict to bring up your kids not yeah. so they got in trouble or anything um but having that element of play and just being silly and goofy with them and they love that about they, they the kids love that about their dad and they like to talk to their friends about oh my dad does this and he's so funny and like boost <laughs> yeah. about him and I'm like that is so important to have yeah um and then I did have like another client as well who kind of felt a little bit of embarrassed as one of his his kids were getting a little bit older to teen years, so he still didn't really like playing with toys anymore, but he still did. And I'm like, there's nothing if you want to carry on playing. Yeah. Like, even if it's just like one day a week for a little bit, like polishing off your toys, um, there's nothing wrong with that at all because that is what you enjoy and you're giving yourself some time to digest. Yeah. And again, going back to the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest. So the parasympathetic nervous system controls many bodily functions when we are at rest. And some of this includes stimulating our digestion and activating our metabolism and helping the body relax. So if you're always on flight, fight or flight mode, our gut health is going to be suffering initially. And then again, engaging them activities, whatever it is you enjoy, if it's playing with your toys, being goofy with your kids, hiking, meditation, or exercise if it's less strenuous then it's so important that we're tapping in them if it's 10 minutes a day or incorporating an hour a week um and just knowing that you have that time for yourself is so important yeah absolutely I think that's such a great point you make yeah then when when we link that back to nutrition as well you mentioned about eating real food about eating whole food and obviously there's a lot about that right now in the media in the press and I and I think again coming back to men obviously this is a dad podcast and so I'm not kind of trying to put put all the pressure on men but you know around that you know the perception is that if it if it's in a packet that says it's good for you or it's healthy we'll gravitate towards that right because it's just a it's marketing and b it's like we don't we have this perception that we don't have the time to really look in detail and I would argue that it doesn't take any more time in all honesty to eat real food than it does to eat processed food. It's just where you prioritize your time. Um, but particularly linking this to stress, um, what what would you say are the key thing, key areas that you see around nutrition and, and linking that to stress? 
Yeah, no, of course. So like stress can mess um, with our gut lining. So when we are agitated or stressed, our cortisol levels spike. So our cortisol is a steroid hormone that regulates a range of different processes in the body, which includes our metabolism and immune system. And it's a very important role um, in the body's response to stress. So our cortisol levels are controlled throughout the day via our blood levels, and they're generally higher in the morning to get us up and going out of bed and then they'll fall gradually again at night um, to help us get into a more relaxed state for for sleep. So increased cortisol actually makes our gut junctions larger, which can increase leaky gut. So leaky guts are experiencing a lot of uh, maybe digestion issues, pain, cramps, maybe constipation or diarrhea, bloating. And this response to stress can damage the gut lining over time, hence them symptoms might start to get a little bit worse. And one interesting study actually found that um, in married couples who were led into discussions on sensitive topics while researchers assessed their styles of um, their arguing styles and collected blood samples that the men and women who engaged in more hostile interactions had higher levels of marker for leaky gut because those interactions were just increasing more stress hormones and it's getting them more agitated and then um consequently that was then affecting their gut health so and again it is pretty hard not to engage in stressful situations day to day a little bit of stress is good for us but if we're having that constant chronic stress maybe from arguments not resolving things that can consequently have an effect on our gut health so that is i think something important um to be aware of and then reflecting maybe on our own behaviors in stressful situations and to maybe taking a step back and thinking let me calm yeah (laughs) thinking of the bodily processes that are going on in that moment as well I find kind of helps me and then stress um, also slows down our digestive system which can prevent the release of digested enzymes which helps us to digest our food into our stomach pancreas and gallbladder which can contribute to constipation maybe food intolerances gas bloating and increases the risk for bacterial overgrowth which is when we have too much bad bacteria in our gut we need some of it but we just don't want to overpopulate it and then as well as decreasing our insulin sensitivity which can interfere with our blood sugar levels which can then if we're struggling to maybe lose a little bit of weight but we're doing really well in the gym that could be a little bit reason why our stress levels could be too high and it's just not letting our body get into that rest and digest to help show those extra pounds and then it can also affect with our immune system so if you find that we're always getting it cold now and then now i mean and i don't mean like at winter time when we get the odd cold normal but if we find that we're getting freaking infrequent infections and um getting frequent colds then you might want to look about look back about oh, how stressed is my day-to-day life um how can i start to nourish myself a little bit more yeah yeah, yeah. and then um going linking that um, to the food then again like you said i think that we do have enough time to prepare healthy fresh food as we do with just processed food because again if we're just chucking maybe a pizza in the oven for 20 minutes that's 20 minutes to whip something up Um, instead of just sitting down we can make it into a more of a maybe a family making meal with our kids showing them how to do more things and then just picking up those fresh ingredients which maybe take about 20 minutes it's so much easier when then we have more of the knowledge um to go ahead and do things than just picking up the healthy option like you said (laughs) in the supermarket because it's marketed um healthy which is great for the marketers but it's not great for our health (laughs) no absolutely no i completely agree and i think it's it's again it's just kind of having this knowledge and this realization that when you are stressed you know you can there are other avenues to 
improve your stress levels and it's having that introspection of yourself and just stopping which is which is difficult to do i'll be honest because you know i've it's taken me a long time to kind of just stop and reflect about you know what i'm feeling where i'm at um because we we're we're in this kind of i guess this this uh, routine of kind of reaction we react to a situation instead of just stepping back for five seconds and saying what's going on here you know and then responding instead of reacting but I think, you know, coming back to the nutrition side of it, I think, again, it, it, for me, it's about these the habit situation. So, you know, yes, everybody says that they're busy and, and they don't have time, but I would just kind of advise you to kind of just have a look at your day and just say, well, when I'm sitting in the chair in the evening and I'm really, you know, tired, could I just take 10 minutes out just to prepare my meal for either my lunch the next day my evening meal so that I've got less to do when I come in and so it's just about optimizing that time isn't it really no so yeah you, you can get that the, the right nutrients into your uh into your body no yeah absolutely and I kind of talk a lot more do a lot of habit based setting with my clients yeah. so each week we might set a new habit whether that's starting off with free or then working on them for instance one of my clients said I can't get enough water I just drink um coca-cola all day that wow. is, and i have one glass of water um and when they came into me they actually had like one liter of water and i said and they've drunk about oh, maybe a sip or something and yeah. i said okay so i want you the goal is to start um having at least one liter of water a day for this week and they gradually did slowly start to get into the habit and then by week three they were having two liters and that was just by getting and eventually they got a big two litre and it had some like cool words on it going um, nearly there, like yeah. in halfway. And I think for me as well, giving them that consistency and knowing why is it so important because we need to stay, stay dehydrated. And as well, because there's having so much um, Coca-Cola, there's a lot of caffeine in that. So then again, that was just spiking their stress levels and anxiety. So then creating those little habits where we can see how we're moving forward with, again, the one litre, which went into the two litres with the cool little words, which gives us a little bit more motivation. And then as well, moving on to nutrition and how we can start eating healthier. As I like to say, can you batch cook meal? So yeah. for instance, tonight, if you're having a lovely homemade chili, can you maybe portion that a little bit wider and then have that for lunch tomorrow or maybe over the next day if you can freeze it? Because it just helps with so much time. Yeah. And I think as well, the next day you kind of enjoy looking forward because you know what you've got. So yeah. it makes you forward, yeah. makes you look forward to lunch going, oh, I've got that lovely chili. Or if yeah. you've done like a roast dinner or with like potatoes the next day, it just helps so much. And I think then buying those fresh ingredients. So for like a chicken dinner or a chili, you can kind of take, I think as well, be your kids with you. And what I like to say if you take your kids with you grocery shopping help them to pick the rainbow so how yep. many different colors of fruit and vegetables can they find and then kind of saying oh what is this so it's carrots parsnips beetroot and then kind of maybe cooking it with them and then mm. saying at dinner time as well oh what's in we've got five portions of veg today like that's excellent kind of thing we're hitting our target and i find little habits like that which can you can turn into more fun makes it so much easier and then you feel good about yourself because you're eating better <laughs> instead of just chucking yeah. something in the oven make it into a little bit of family routine getting your water in yeah <laughs> it just makes um, us like as the client um, feel so much better because um, yeah. they know that they're working towards their goal as well. 
And and the funny thing is about that is that what you've just described there is 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 actually it's so simple, isn't it? But the ramifications of actually ignoring that and not doing it, you know, the illnesses and everything that can come with it, are quite profound. And and mm-hmm. I find this is where, again, you know, men like to overcomplicate things. They like to think that it's it's more complicated than it actually is. And it's not, it's just about building these simple, healthy habits. And I love what you said there about getting the kids involved, because when my kids were younger, like making it a bit of a game, gamifying it, that, that engages kids so much more. Yeah. And if you just think, you know, you, we all want to be good parents. How good is that? Or how good of a habit are you teaching your kids to pick the rainbow, to understand what the rainbow is, to understand why it's good for us, as opposed to kind of just kind of drilling it into them, you know, by by getting them involved, getting them picking the vegetables. Yeah, I think that's just such a a great, effective way of, um, yeah, making sure you Yeah, definitely, because I can remember when I was a child, my mum would try to get me to learn how to cook, but I just wasn't interested. Yeah. (laughs) When she took me to the like the grocery store, we went food shopping and was asking me, what would you like? And I'd start looking at fruit and veg or like different proteins, fish. I was more interested in that. So Mm. then I know when I was going home, oh, how do I actually cook this? So I think when she went straight in (laughs) trying to get me how to cook, (laughs) I just wasn't having any of it. I was like, I can't be bothered for that. Um, But then then when she introduced me to that, it just really had a profound impact on me and starting to get me more interested in food and kind of understand what I was eating and where it was coming from the different varieties of different foods and then learning how to put that together in the kitchen gradually over time I was getting more interested and then it urged me on to start cooking my own meals or asking like my parents can we try this um, different recipe and things and yeah. it just kind of sparks more ingema- more imagination in your kids minds as well yeah. which sparks it in you and then you start thinking oh let, let's shove this in the pan and see what concoction kind of comes yeah. up it might not look the best but if it yeah, tastes exactly. delicious <laughs> yeah absolutely and and what if it doesn't taste very nice it doesn't taste very nice <laughs> you've tried it <laughs> tried haven't you so yeah, yeah absolutely but i, I want to just touch on the subject around stress and sleep because a lot of dads a lot of parents they do struggle with sleep there is this this misconception that oh i don't need much sleep you know i can survive in five hours a night and, and again, the science is very clear on this. You can't, you know, yeah. there's all many different illnesses linked to the lack of sleep from Alzheimer's and all the rest of it as we uh, age later on in life. So, so what would you say, what are some of the common things that you see around sleep or lack of it? And what are some of the things that we can look at to improve that? Yeah, so sleep is so important and sleep allows the body to restore and detoxify at night and especially maybe between the hours of like 11pm to 2am. I think that's so important to be in bed by 11 because that helps the body to start detoxifying because it helps with the brain and um, from what we've conquered throughout the day helps to digest and rest again as like I've mentioned. But I find as well, like you said, they don't really prioritize sleep and they think, oh no, I'm fine, just getting into bed yeah. at 12, one, and then trying to um, get through the day as best as they can, not feeling on their top game and then down in the caffeine, a few cups yeah. of coffee, which again would then just increase stress levels and our anxiety. So I find that most of the dads and mums that I work with are not really prioritizing sleep at all and they're getting into bed quite late and one of the habits that I like to start to state is can you start falling to sleep at least 15 minutes earlier 
like just 15 minutes if you use your bedtime it's half a living can we make it 11 15 yeah. um, and again slowly just getting into those little habits and I always as well recommend blue light blocking glasses at night yep. as the blue screen can interfere with our melatonin at night and inhibit um or getting into a root, um, restful state so I always recommend them especially if you're not ready to turn off the screens <laughs> an yeah. hour before bed it's just getting into those little more habits but if we're not getting enough sleep, that again reflects to the um, our immune system. Our immune system might be a little bit dampened or decreased, so it won't be as beneficial as fighting off infections or illnesses. Like, like I said, we have less um, ability to recover from exercise. We're not um, when we sleep; it helps us to restore information that we've learned throughout the day. So, if we're not getting enough, we're not again on our top game the next day. And again, we can't just show up for ourselves or our family if we're not getting enough sleep because it's just so important and I find we pretty much spend half our lives asleep as we do awake so yeah. why aren't we putting enough priority into our sleeping habits as we are when we in the day really yeah and I find as well after if we're putting like the kids to bed and depending on what time that is can then if it's them two hours after can you use that time beneficial to you to help you wind down instead of maybe just watching the telly uh, yeah. like binging it because you're so stressed can we start then as well in that little bit of time frame incorporating again some parasympathetic activities to rest and digest to help to help us get into a more restorative sleep in the evening because mm-hmm. even if we are getting six hours how much of that is actually restorative sleep are we are we yeah. waking up constantly throughout the night we're constantly going to the toilet again that is signals telling us that maybe something's going on because mm-hmm we're not we're not getting that restorative sleep so it's so important the quality um as well as how much it is because again if you get in nine hours but (laughs) it's not very good sleep and you're constantly again waking up it's just as bad as maybe having five hours um so yeah i always say like a minimum seven and that might sound quite a lot but it's doable if you start putting yourself to bed like your kids (laughs) i I think yeah i think it's important and and my kids laugh at me because i actually go to bed when they go to bed (laughs) you know the the oldest goes to bed at half nine i'll go to bed at half nine but i'll get up early in the morning um and they think that's hilarious because (laughs) being kids they want to stay up all night don't they yeah Um, but you can definitely definitely feel um your alertness the next day if you've not had at least seven hours sleep i definitely feel it now because i make such a a priority on my sleep but also like you said the important point about that is not just the the volume it's the quality of the sleep you know and and you need to be going through these deep sleep states the REM sleep states you know those kind of states because if you try i mean i track my sleep so if you look at my i've got two tracking devices the majority of your sleep is light sleep not all of it is the deep yeah. REM sleep and you and the, the brain you know needs to detoxify like you say in order to to kind of it's almost like a, a hard drive on a computer when you shut it down to flush out all of that blocks of data and all and you know keep those memories stored locked away in our unconscious memory so yeah i think and the other thing is you know what do you see for, for people that are sleep deprived can you do you see like a correlation between their kind of stress levels and their sleep deprivation yes yeah, so sleep deprivation can alter the composition of our gut bacteria in just as little as 48 hours wow. so if we're not getting enough sleep and we might find as well if we're maybe if we've gone on holiday and a little bit jet lagged like we often find it a little bit bit, bit 
um, feel the side effects more then. But even yeah. if it's just um, we've took on too much work throughout the week and we're getting less sleep and we're feeling less sleep deprived, that it just has the same effect on our gut bacteria. And then again, can lead to more bloating or gas, yeah. um, food cramps. So it's just so profound that, like you said, getting that restorative sleep between different hours of the night. Because um, otherwise, if that keeps going on prolonged period of time, that can just manifest into more problems. And then we might be dialing down on our exercise and nutrition, but really it's like we're not getting enough sleep. Um, for yeah. our gut health to really be digesting and restoring itself and doing the job that it needs to so then I try to really nail down on the importance of our sleep yeah. because that could just be the, the pillar the the lost pillar that's got that's been forgotten mm. in our health and well-being that I do find quite a lot um, but I think now as well we've researched the importance of sleep is a lot more um, becoming known maybe to a lot more people but maybe in just a few years ago or 10 years ago it was just like hmm yeah I'll just get five hours on the grind up at five <laughs> yeah. am go and sleep at 11 p.m when that can be more damaging really yeah. if we're yeah, not nourishing ourselves correctly yeah definitely but you know in terms of the we're not spoken too much about this it, it is the gut brain connection now i understand it to a point we've got the vagus nerve that, that connects the gut and the brain but can you talk a, a little bit around that because obviously that you know, has a direct connection between the brain and the gut and stress and how important it is to make sure obviously our gut is balanced. Yeah, no, definitely. So our gut health um, is definitely connected with our gut brain access. And as well, this is where sleep comes in as well with stress. Um, so if you're not getting enough sleep and constantly stress, stress and depression, um, if they're connect, like um, pretty much connected in the same incidence, can increase our gut barrier permeability. So right. if we're consuming a lot more of unhealthier foods like processed foods or foods that are triggering for us, that will then increase our gut um, our gut lining, which our gut lining is just, I tried to use the analogy like a tea bag. Um, right. So we don't want our tea bag to become broken and all the lice bits come out and then we um, drink and it's just way too strong. Imagine that the tea bag is our gut and we want it to stay nice and conjunct uh, so the tea yeah. all stays in the tea bag but once it becomes open that's when a lot of problems can manifest even if it's to do with more mentally so we started suffering with mental health with our depression or anxiety as well as um, down below with our gut which is leaky gut and the two are definitely interlinked so yeah. if we find that we're having suffering with a little bit of leaky gut because of stress that can then just manifest back into our mental health problems so they're all are so interlinked together so you find that you want to go back to the diet and then our stress right. levels and then looking at the gut and then <coughs> sorry over time um bacteria can seep into our circulation which produces yeah. more inflammation in, uh, inflammation response so then again if we're starting to experience a lot of inflammation um even can be linked to arthritis again that could just be coming back to our gut health yeah. you do have a little bit of leaky gut that's going on there going on there that we need to pay attention too much bad bacteria that's um creeping around um so yeah i find that the both that them two with some of the labs that i've done with my clients stress has definitely kind of like prohibited leaky yeah. gut in a way yeah. and i use the term leaky gut as just like a little expression but initially it's just the bad bacteria started flowing in flowing in places where it shouldn't be yeah and yeah. again from the stress from our stressful lives so again yeah. it's just nailing back into how can we start to get back into that best 
and digest because the communication with the vagus nerve and our neurotransmitters um, affects our gut microbiome and it may right. play a role in the stress responding. So is it responding to too much stress or is it not responding enough to the stress that's going on in our lives? Yeah, yeah. No, that's really interesting. But the, the, other, the other commonality that I see with the guys that I work with is this brain fog um, that they experience. Is that related to leaky gut and, or can it be related to leaky gut? Yeah, absolutely. Because brain fog is something that I suffered with initially when I was going through my little bit of health um, episode <laughs> a few years ago. And one of my main symptoms was actually brain fog and fatigue. And right. my brain fog was immense that I had to I initially quit my job that I was having at the time. Luckily, I'd already finished my studies, but I was pretty much of a cabbage in bed. And right. that was one of the things that I wanted to get more under control. And I knew that maybe it was related a little bit more to my gut health. And then maybe just using myself as a little analogy, I did some stool testing to see kind of right. what was going on. And again, I, I didn't have enough good bacteria. So I didn't have enough good bacteria to help digest um, that food and too much bad bacteria, as well as a little bit of overgrowth of can. Um, candida albicans which again is a bad bacteria that we want to keep in balance so the two I, I think are definitely interlinked which I've seen in a few patients as well and then as well um, the variety of the brain fog and how bad it is can as well just depend on the severity of what's going on down there is it a little is yeah. it all right is it just on borderline or is it quite bad yeah. so yeah yeah okay cool so obviously we've spoken about a hell of a lot there and I think you know it can be quite complicated, but I think as we've already described, it can also, the, the kind of, I guess the maintenance and to ensure that we're not suffering with the stress and bad gut can be relatively straightforward if we understand it. So what would you say are the five things that guys listening to this could, could start to implement if they are, they're feeling a bit stressed or they're not feeling quite right, low in energy, that kind of thing? Yeah, so again, um, going back to kind of where we started is incorporating more parasympathetic activities, nourishing that inner child. So yeah. um, whatever it is that you enjoy most, so we can stop overstimulating our nervous system to get it back into that rest and digest. So we've had a busy day at work. Can we come back now and create some me time? But making sure that we are doing that me time, even if it's for just for 10 minutes, reading a book for pleasure, or it could be just watching some funny videos, <laughs> absolutely anything, but making that a non-negotiable. So that time for us is is our boundary find that so important so we can stop obviously like that nervous system yeah and while that kind of rolls into getting enough restorative sleep um even if maybe our if we can't get any more than six hours can we make sure that those six hours are proper restorative so we can maybe be wearing our blue like glasses at night to help with the production um or maybe switch off all electronics altogether and winding down with a book uh, really dialing in on our sleep and getting enough quality sleep and as well thirdly incorporating more fruit and veg yeah going back to the rainbow are we getting enough fiber and nutrients and minerals to help feed our gut microbiome because the more variety we have the more diverse gut bacteria we'll have in our gut which can have profound effects on the gut brain axis which is excellent so trying different things getting more of a diversity uh, in our diet and then again um exercise <laughs> exercise yeah. is great overall especially for our gut and stress levels so but then again looking if we're doing are we doing too much exercise too much profound that's too much profound stress on the body which can cause inflammation or we're doing just enough that makes us feel good so again making exercise more fun we're not yeah. going to the gym just because we want to get 
be the biggest in there or yeah. whatever it may be but doing it because you enjoy it and if yeah. it can be whatever if it's from archery tennis gym running yeah. um prioritizing what you enjoy and not what society thinks we should be doing to look good yeah yeah, yeah. and then lastly if you really want to is again investing in a practitioner if you think that's best for you um finding someone that you think works well for you and maybe your family get them on board um and see how working with someone else can start to benefit you if that's maybe one avenue that you want to go down but again I think the four start really working on those as a priority and I can promise you that you'll start to see some benefits after a few weeks once we nail down our activities boundaries sleep nutrition and exercise because they are pretty much the lifestyle pillars and once yeah. we get them intact we can we'll start to feel a lot better yeah absolutely and I think it's important that to, to pick up on the point you made there about the exercise, you, you said it at the beginning of the podcast, and that is, you know, we have this perception that, you know, if we want to be fit and healthy, we, we must go and smash ourselves in the gym. And actually, again, science has shown, you know, particularly with the endurance athletes, that actually it's quite detrimental to the body because your body's continually under stress. And, you know, it's, again, it might be a male thing, but thinking that we need to really hit it hard, but actually going out for a nice long walk is as effective as you know doing a hit session in the gym so it's a, it's about that variety as well isn't it no absolutely um just to talk about a little case study i had with a client um, he was a personal trainer full-on right. go-getter um yeah. but after time from i'd say about hitting it so hardcore in the gym for 10 years and using steroids wow. started to really um have major consequences on his body he was always fatigued brain fog couldn't really seem to lose the extra pounds and even though he knew the importance of like nutrition exercise he just couldn't really get it under control and we kind of did um he decided to do some functional labs and a little bit of a detox and he was feeling great after the detox where we just um limited some certain foods for a few weeks and slowly starting to introduce them again and from the labs he's testosterone levels were someone of about 90 years old because of stress because wow. he was just so stressed and had so much inflammation coming from his gut health after a few months he was starting to feel much better started yeah. to loosen down a little bit in the gym getting more out in nature and started to do things that made himself feel good again because he kind of just lost that mm. especially with the pandemic that was kind of when he come to me because he was just finding it way too hard and then over time just working on those pillars how those all connecting he started to feel much better uh, back in the gym showing up um, for work not feeling as tired as a personal trainer every day and yeah. starting to enjoy work again initially yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah kind of did like a 360 <laughs> yeah that I mean that's super interesting and what I would say is that I definitely would recommend like seeing a practitioner because you know whilst you listen to the podcast today and you can get a lot of good information and good tips there's nothing like having a third person with it, with the perspective and the, you know, the education and knowledge like you have to be able to kind of decipher what's going on and join all of the dots, because we might be looking at one area, but there are so many different facets, aren't there, as you've explained that, that can affect our overall health. So, and, and obviously you've got the knowledge and experience of all the clients you've worked with that you can kind of then impart on people that, that come to you. So, so on that then, Madison, how can people connect with you? Where can they go and find you? 
No, yeah, absolutely. Um, so on Instagram, my name is Manifest with Madison, as well as my websites, Manifest with Madison and Facebook. So you can reach me on all those free platforms. And I do offer free consultation calls. So if you're a little bit um, particularly about what I do, we can just jump on a free call, get to know each other a little bit, see if we're both fit to work together. Yeah. And again, if maybe if we're not, I don't want to push you to do something you don't want to do. Or if we are, I can explain um what you'll get working from me from a one-to-one consultation or my 12-week package that I offer and then go from there awesome well I really appreciate your time coming on the podcast today thanks very much and uh, yeah I look forward to speaking to you again soon no thank you so much it's been great to have on uh, be on here today thank you thank you thanks for listening to the fitter healthier dad podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.